0: Beloved Monsignor David Casado, good morning, uh, Monsignor. How are you,
1: pal? Good morning. It's great to be on the the show with you. I've been getting calls all morning from my friends saying you're going to be on Sid. It's a it's a great honor to be with you. I think some of you need to go to confession though. There, there's a lot of stories I heard in the last half hour. <laughs> and, uh, it needs to be a confession. So, uh your Lent is coming. I'll be around. I'll be around a lot. So, if you need it, I'm here.
0: <laughs> well, you say you'll be around a lot, but I remember, and Curtis brought this up, the El Carib party. In fact, when I saw you, that night of La Sorrentina was kind of a pre-retirement party. You know, you're, you're getting like uh, Brett Favre and Mike Francesa. Are you retiring or are you still playing? What's the deal? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm, I'm still playing, but the, the thing is I retired from being the pastor, meaning you know, give somebody else a chance in in running the show. Uh, I still do a lot of work. I'm still the police chaplain. I'm still the vicar for Catholic schools in Brooklyn and Queens, and I'm still the director of the Italian apostolate. That's why I go to La Sorrentina to keep my Italian flavor going.
0: Oh, I love that. So, listen, Curtis told me earlier he's on every day, and uh, he, you know, he grew up in Canarsie with you, and you went God's way, and well, he didn't, but he's still a terrific guy. Uh, and he said that there was a time when Monsignor Casado was almost a Jew. Is there any truth to that?
1: There. Well, the story is, I went to public school for kindergarten, and I came home. With a menorah at Christmas time. This is back in the 50s. I had Miss Kaplan and Miss Abramowitz as my teacher. <laughs> and uh, I came home with it, and I said to my father, Why aren't we Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you're going to the Catholic school tomorrow. Well,
0: you know what's funny about that is, I grew up in Brooklyn in the 1970s, and I'm Jewish, and I loved, I idolized, I still do, John Travolta, and his character, Tony Manero, in Saturday Night Beaver. So I went home, and I said, why aren't we Italian? And I was mad at my parents for years. In fact, I went to Poly Prep, and every one of my friends to this day, Joe Tacopino, Arthur Idala, Danny Fagliano, they're all Italian, so they said to me, now you're going to Yeshiva. And I I went to Solomon Schechter. But on a serious note, talking about Italians and Jews, as I get set to go to Israel on Saturday, Monsignor, the thing that really warms my heart is it's easy for the Jewish people uh, to feel victimized after October the 7th. But what I've seen is a tremendous amount, tremendous amount of non-Jews, Christians, who have uh, stood beside me in my fight against Hamas and standing up for the Israeli people. That, I must tell you, Monsignor, warms my heart every bit as much, if not more, than the Jews.
1: I must say I agree with you, Ed, and we need to really pray for an end of this whole terrorism, this Hamas. It's, 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 it's just evil. It's evil, and we've got to pray. I, I really and truly, every morning when I start the Mass, I say we pray for peace, for peace in this world, an end of all this craziness. People have to come together and respect each other and love each other and show that love. I'm, I'm praying for your successful trip when you leave on Saturday.
0: Well, thank you for that, Monsignor. I appreciate that. And, you know, talking about prayers again, I, I did mention when I introduced you just moments ago the beautiful eulogy you delivered for our mutual friend uh, Joe Esposito, who did pass away a couple of weeks ago, and it was a tremendous loss for the NYPD, for New York, and for people like us, who are actually his friends, you are very, very close with I, Mr. Esposito. What do you want to say to his family listening right now?
1: I just got to tell you, I pray. Uh, I'm going to get upset. I pray for Joe every day. He touched my heart. Yeah. He touched the heart of so many people in this city. The, that cathedral was packed because everyone in that cathedral he did good things for. You know, the the gospel I chose was the last judgment. Whatever you do for the least, you do to me. He did great things, good things for everyone. And it hurts my heart that he's gone, but I know he's together with his wife, Bella, in heaven, and they're at peace together.
0: Tell me about the, uh, that was beautiful again, you are just an amazing guy, Monsignor David Casado. A lot of criticism out there, Monsignor, about the Catholic Church. i got to tell you, even Jews, uh, you know, not very happy. Christians, yes, but Catholics as a whole haven't exactly stepped up. Even the Pope went out there and started talking about the Palestinians, and I hate to tell you, as a Jew, we don't want to hear about them. So, uh, uh, And that's just one of the criticisms, the, the reaction to Israel. There's others, as you know, that we're not going to get into, but what about uh, your opinion on the criticisms of the Catholic Church?
1: The, the church has had its faults, and as as every kind of institution, and we try very hard to correct them. We try very hard to work with people, all people, and it, it, it causes sometimes the conflicts. We we're, we're, we're trying our best to clear up all those issues that have surrounded us for for years. We work at it, we pray, and we try to do good. There's an Italian expression, "fa bene." Do good and forget about it. Do bad and think about it. Hmm. And uh, we're trying our best as a church. And, you know, there's a lot of issues in the church, too, that we work on every day.
0: No, I know that. I mean, it was uh, kind of an ongoing joke what happened with kids in the church. And it's been a really, really long time, too. To credit the church, to, uh, you know, to stop all that nonsense. And to this day, people still make jokes about altar boys and all that. And it does bother me. I do want to ask you though about, uh, people. People in general, right? Because here you are delivering a message every day. You're still out there every day as a pastor, uh, showing up at places like St. Patrick's Cathedral. I'm sure you still do confessionals as well. And, um, people for the most part are good. But I think if you ask the average person on the street of New York, monsignor of new york about people they're not going to have a very glowing picture seems to be that people are down on people these days because quite frankly if you watch the news every day people are doing things not just in israel but even here that are absolutely inhumane what are your thoughts on people in general
1: my the thing is i really find a lot of good people it you know the The big press gets all the negative stuff, but there's tremendous amounts of very good real people that touch each other really in a fine way. I look at it you know like as a as a priest. I see such wonderful things happening you know people going out and feeding you know the homeless, people going out and trying to help others in different ways. The door of the rectory is constantly open, and people come in, and, and they're always there looking to help others. It, you know, it's, it's maybe a lot of people get negative because of certain issues that come up. All you hear are negative things in the press. Very rarely do you hear good news. And and I think that's a very interesting thing, Sid. You know, I, I think the barometer on people is much better than we realize. Yesterday, I went to the Calvary Hospital at the, the old Lutheran Hospital, and I went in there, and going into that place and seeing the goodness of people taking care of people was absolutely touching. And, you know, uh, it, it, it was a very beautiful experience, and to visit a person dying and know that there were wonderful people in that program helping him in his final stages— that
0: is beautiful. You know, I want to talk to you about God for a second, Monsignor.
1: So that would be good. That yeah, would be
0: good. yeah, and, and I'm going to have a very honest conversation with you, and and, and um, and I think you'll appreciate it. So, uh, though I grew up, uh, you know, a little boy, Jewish little boy, and I went to shul and the temple, and my father was a very conservative to Orthodox Jew, so we had a lot of religion in our house. I went not to one, but to two different yeshivas: Ocean Primary School as a little boy, and then eventually Solomon Schechter High School. But I have to tell you, I ended up um, going through some difficult times with drugs and alcohol and had to go to rehab not once but twice. And how the program works is pretty simple, Monsignor. The first step is we're powerless, right? We've come to the realization that uh, one drink can, uh, can lead to death, insanity, all kinds of horrible things. One bet, one sexual encounter, one drug. It's all the same. Once you get past that first step, which I was, was able to do, then you got to the the power part, the, the higher power part, you know. And I remember the first time I sat down with my drug counselor at a place in Warnersville, Pennsylvania. And he said, Sid, why are you having such a hard time with the second and third step? God, I said, because I'm not sure there is one. Now, you have to understand, this was not long after my second rehab stay after 9-11. And I said, I don't get it. You explain to me how God allows planes to hit a building. You know, how God allows some guy to blow up a federal building in Oklahoma City that wiped out little kids. Look what these young girls are going through right now. They're getting raped as we speak in a tunnel in Gaza. What do you mean, God? You're telling me God is only good when I throw five touchdowns? And he said to me, he said, look, Evil people take back their own will and do evil things. And that wasn't good enough for me. I said, no, I'm not buying it. It wasn't until my father was in a coma, and I was driving through the hills of North Carolina, and I saw a a um, a billboard with Jesus on it, and I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the billboard, and I said, Jesus, whether you're my God or not, my father's about to die. Help me. And my father, against all medical odds, came out of that coma. And he survived another eight years. And I believe in God at that point.